screw it all. I'll start again tomorrow or Monday or this diet sucks and it's just not working for me and completely absolving yourself from all responsibility around the goals that you set for yourself. Does this resonate with anyone here at all? And that's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Today on the show, we are talking about dieting. We're talking about what to do when you feel like you screwed up. How do we get back on the wagon? Well, hopefully, a little bit of what I'm about to share is going to enlighten you. So I want to tell you a little anecdote here to start things off. And so my daughter Zoe's teacher emailed my wife and me the other day out of the blue asking uh, that we plan to meet with her for a few minutes after school one day this week. Yikes. She said she had a few concerns regarding Zoe's schoolwork that needed to be addressed. Now, when we confronted Zoe about said concerns, Zoe suggested sheepishly that maybe it had something to do with the fact that she hasn't been turning in her homework assignments. Oh boy. So she said she received a terrible grade early in the semester and figured that because she already quote unquote screwed up her grades, she didn't see much of a point even bothering with the remaining assignments. Of course, I expressed how illogical that was, right? Considering her grades were based on cumulative grade, right? It's factoring in not only her assignments, but her tests and quizzes, her participation and effort, her behavior in class, as well as her extracurriculars. And so it was silly and frankly childish to even consider that one poor grade could completely ruin the scope, the scope of her entire semester's outcome. But I suppose it's probably not that unreasonable for an 11 year old to warrant. Now for an adult to display this type of behavior, perhaps being reprimanded at work for showing up late only to stop showing up altogether would indeed be ludicrous. Or if we got a flat tire and frustratingly slashed the rest of our tires because, well, might as well go all in, turning what could be a quick fix tire change and or repair into a terribly expensive and time consuming setback. Or, or you stub your toe in the gym and then senselessly throw a heavy dumbbell on your other foot. I know it sounds silly when we entertain these types of analogies, yet this is the type of behavior and dieting mindset that even as logical, rational, seemingly responsible adults that we practice all the time. And this is the type of behavior and illogical rationale that we'll deliberately implement when we seemingly screwed up our diet and willingly captain the sinking ship of nutritional regret and shame and guilt and despair. The day started great. You're making good decisions. You know what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden in a moment of stress, of angst, of anger, of sadness, or of celebration, you eat or drink something that wasn't 
part of the plan. Oh no, I blew it, you tell yourself. Followed by, well, I already had something off plan, so I might as well have something else. Until it snowballed into a soup du jour of higher than desired calories that leave you feeling frustrated and guilty and embarrassed and either on the brink of or fully committed to saying, screw it all. I'll start again tomorrow or Monday or this diet sucks and it's just not working for me and completely absolving yourself from all responsibility around the goals that you set for yourself. Does this resonate with anyone here at all? Listen guys, it's not your fault and all hope is not lost. Yes, yes, you screwed up. Yes, you will continue to screw up, but going off plan does not give you permission to act like a doo-doo head. Yes, childish name calling is warranted when your behavior mimics that of a child. No, it's not a big deal until you make it a big deal by deliberately and childishly continuing to screw up for no other reason than you fail to acknowledge the truly benign state of the situation and instead have sounded the women and children to the lifeboat's alarm. Okay, <laughs> you get it. But maybe you're more of a logic person than an emotionally driven person. So let's insert a bit of logic for you here. Now, if you're aiming for one pound of fat loss per week, we need to create a 3,500 calorie deficit over the course of the week. We'll assume you were eating to make the math simple. We'll assume we're eating 2,000 calories per day and we're creating a 500 calorie deficit per day or a 25% deficit, putting you at 1,500 calories per day. 500 calories per day deficit times seven days per week equates to a 3,500 calorie reduction. Now, which should be one pound of fat loss in a perfect world. Now, if we extrapolate those daily calories out throughout the week, that's 1,500 calories per day times seven days per week equals 10,500 calories consumed for the week. So let's assume everything's rolling along smoothly until Friday night when you accidentally eat two slices of pizza and you have two beers. You don't know how it happened and you're upset with yourself and you're on the verge of saying screw it for the rest of the weekend because you already blew it and you'll just start again Monday. Now hold on there a minute. If we aggressively assume a piece of pizza is 300 calories, which it's probably not that much, unless it's Costco pizza, in which case it's probably way more, or a beer is 150 calories, it's probably not that much either for most light beers, then we end up with around 900 calories over our budgeted calorie ceiling for that day. Perhaps a lot for one day, but that still leaves us with a 2,400 calorie deficit for the week, assuming we can get back on track, which can still be a significant, which can still be significant and continue to push aggressive, seemingly aggressive fat loss. So, so in the grand scheme of the week, that puts you only 9% over your calorie budget. Realistically, not even that much. That's not nearly enough to put much of a dent in your weight loss efforts. And, and even better, if enjoyed, 
easily something that can be guiltlessly factored in on a weekly basis with just a few calorie modifications on previous or subsequent days because successful dieting strategy should be flexible, like our Smart Nutrition Coaching Program, wink, wink. Or, or you could say, screw it, and deliberately and unconsciously eat with reckless abandon, easily filling up your calorie deficit and then some, thereby staying stagnant for yet another week and or more realistically, right, setting ourselves back by a week or more. So let me ask you, what does logic tell you is the lesser of two evils? Obviously, assuming we cut our losses, we take responsibility for our actions and we move on, resuming our adult decision-making processes, here's what would happen, likely nothing. You only ate an extra 9% over your budgeted calories for the week. I mean, sure, it may very slightly slow down your weight loss efforts. You may retain some water weight for a couple days thereafter, and you may feel kind of crappy from eating those types of foods. But also, my friends, you will have been provided an extremely valuable learning opportunity for the next time it happens because it will happen. And because the only way you can truly screw up is by one, thinking you'll never screw up, and two, not using your screw ups as a learning opportunity to continue to improve your eating behaviors so that over time you can act on autopilot, turning once challenging and stressful decisions into otherwise effortless declarations. Logic would suggest simply patching up your tire or splinting your toe, or setting your alarm earlier so you show up to work on time. And that is what changing your behaviors is all about. It's about making logical decisions by acknowledging your faults, taking responsibility, and learning from your actions, and learning how to consistently make better choices when confronted with situations that would have previously led you down the less than desirable path. So how do we do this? We increase your awareness. We increase our awareness and understanding of the situation by asking ourselves a few questions. And I'd strongly suggest getting in the habit of writing these down and reflecting on them. One, what was going on? Two, what are the negative parts of the conversation that I had with myself before the decision was made, right? What thoughts was I having that justified doing something that could hurt my progress? And in what ways do I try and rationalize my behavior that the, the behaviors that may not be in line with my long-term goals? Because we all do that over and over and tell ourselves stories and use these stories to rationalize decisions, sensical or otherwise. Three, the next time this happens, because it will, how can I respond to the negative comments or stories or rationalizations I made to myself? And what are different actions that I can take? You see, by consciously and intentionally focusing on the situation, on your behaviors and the outcome, you can better set yourself up for future success because you will have acknowledged and identified that the triggers toward the negative feedback loop 
and allowed yourself to do two things. One, you've allowed yourself to create space and awareness around those triggers. The friends, the environment, the food choices, your previous meal and or meals, the time of the day, the time of the week, right? All of these things that can be seen as triggers. And number two, is you have developed some strategies to change your response to the stimulus. For example, pre-planning to help fit your calories, using specific language or communication to bypass the associated guilt of not having the thing that everyone else is having. Right? How do you verbalize that you are not going to have that when the time comes for you to make a decision? without feeling bad about it or feeling like you're hurting other people's feelings. Still having something that's seen as off plan, but consciously having less or doing something not associated with food, like walking or listening to music or, or being creative that completely changes your normal response to a given trigger. Like instead of having a drink every evening before dinner, you go for a walk instead. You have the, the stimulus or the trigger. You have the space created in between. You have the response to said stimulus. We have to change that response. And I can show you how to do that. Because here's the thing, guys. When it comes to weight loss, at the end of the day, all calories lives matter. It doesn't matter what you eat, when you eat, or how much you eat in a given sitting. What matters is how the calories add up daily, weekly, monthly. And just because you feel like you screwed up one meal doesn't justify intentionally screwing up the rest of the day or the rest of the week, taking what could have been a harmless learning opportunity and turning it into a major, a potentially major setback. Unlike Cinderella, things don't magically reset at midnight. And what you do on one day can have positive or negative consequences for that entire day or week and then some. So accept the fact that we're only human and we're going to make mistakes and we need to make mistakes just like children do as a way to learn how to change our behaviors. So embrace these screw ups and leverage them for personal growth because they genuinely are the best tools to help us navigate our nutrition behaviors. And remember, the best way to get back on track begins with your very next meal. So like the adult you are, acknowledge your fault and do better next time. Or you can continue to suffer in the emotionally draining, mind-numbing dieting mindset of all or nothing, black or white, binary thought process, which is only going to further delay your success. It really is your choice, guys. And if you guys are catching this on the podcast, come on over and join the Smart Nutrition Made Simple community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. And if you found this value in this episode, please leave a five-star rating, a positive review in iTunes, and do me a favor and share this with someone you know could benefit. Much love to you guys. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, 
Join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple.